Marlo, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, joins us again here on It Takes Two. Hello, friend. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. You're, you're surprising me. I thought we were going to talk about something else, but this is cool. Oh, really? Oh, what, what did you think we were going to talk about? Oh, the CBS Sunday morning thing. That's what my phone's been going off the hook for well, your last couple of days. I mean, oh, I didn't right. want to bury the lead, but we weren't going to let you go without talking about it. Oh, all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let me tease that out right away. Let's go back to tech then. Let's go to tech for a minute. Um, what did you see at the Consumer Electronics Show this year that caught your attention? Well, you know, everybody's favorite up here will be the autonomous snowblower uh, for your driveway. Now, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, that would oh, be great. I would love that. But how, I mean, yeah. logistically, how do you make that work? Where, where does it go? I, I'm confused. So it actually maps out your driveway or your sidewalk or whatever, and then it auto-senses uh, when you have snow, or it uh, there's a couple of them. One, The other one will actually... Uh, get a report from the weather service that it's snowing in your area, and then it just dispatches and starts cleaning your driveway. Um, so in in scenarios like what we've had this year, where we have you know significant snow snowfalls, like you know the two feet that we had over here twice this year already, um, it'll just go out and continue to work on it because it can't handle two feet at one time, but it can handle four or six inches. So it'll just clean your driveway, and it'll just keep cleaning it until it stops snowing. So. You know, the only downside, and I'm telling you, this is the only downside of that, is I'd be worried about coming home and pulling into my driveway and hitting it while it's doing its job. So I just, I would, I, you know, I know that's not going to happen like with an autonomous lawnmower because I don't drive across my lawn, but man alive, I, that's my only worry. But wouldn't that be amazing? Because I mean, that thing could start working in the middle of the night for you. You know, wouldn't it be I mean, great to get up perfect. in the morning and not be greeted with that snowbank across across your garage or or your car or whatever? It would be so wonderful, right? What was it like talking autonomous snowblowers in Las Vegas? I mean, that seems to be kind of you know an oxymoron right there. Well, come on, they have a hockey team in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't but, mean yeah, they, you know, that doesn't mean they know what getting twelve inches <laughs> in ten hours looks like. You know, while while we were there, just just in the mountains around Las Vegas, was a winter storm warning going on. Mm, so I mean, it's not like they they do see snow, they just don't get it in the or at least enough to they get some in the valley occasionally, but not and not enough to use a snowblower for. But but yeah, I mean, the people from all over the world come there, of course. So it's not just about Vegas; it's about the rest of the world. And 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 their booth was. You know, the one that I visited with was very, very busy. So obviously they were doing very well. Nice. I, I mean, what is, what would be the retail price take on something like that? So they didn't, they didn't divulge that to me yet. Um, but they're talking about the second or third quarter of this month that it'll be coming out uh, on a retail side. So uh, my guess is probably going to be in that couple thousand dollar range or, or three um, probably very similar to when the first robotic lawnmowers were coming out. They were all in that $3,000 range, too. So, um, But that's the other good news that, that I, I ran into. There there were plenty of autonomous lawnmowers under $1,000 this year. Wow. So they've, 
Yeah. The one I was looking at, in fact, the one I'm getting, just so you understand how <laughs> impressive this is to me, is the Badger. And not that the other brands are, are terrible, too. I just like the look of this particular one. Uh, but six ninety nine, and it'll do a quarter of an acre. Or you can go to the seven ninety nine model, and it'll do an acre. I mean, that's just incredible. And your lawn will always be manicured, ready to go. I mean, I just love that feature of that. You know, what impresses me the most are the little things that the that the complainers, you know, those people who are, you know, just kicking the tires are like, well, what if it's raining? I don't want it out there. And it's like, no, no, no. These things sync up to, you know, weather forecasts. Yep. They, they're going to know it's raining before I know it's raining. Yep, yep. And it'll know, like, if you have your lawnmower going on uh, or, I mean, your sprinklers going on and all that good stuff. So. You never have to worry about uh, um, you just sync it up to all that stuff, and yeah, the artificial intelligence will take over from there. What was the attendance like this year? Way up over last year. I don't know if it was to pre-pandemic levels, but it certainly felt that way. Um, I was. This is the busiest I've ever been at CES, so I would say that attendance was way up. Well, that's good to hear. And and the same yeah. thing for vendors and stuff like that. They were packed to the gills. Yeah, um, you know, I, last year, of course, um, you know, it was kind of a quasi. A lot of a lot of people pulled out the last second because of the uh, possibility of another outbreak with the pandemic. Uh, so it was very very light last year. This year, I don't I don't even recall one cancellation. Where last year, I probably had fifty or sixty cancellations for interviews. You know, this year, my my two hundred spots were one hundred percent full and overflowing. So it was just insane. And anything else that caught your attention that you think we might be interested in? Because there's a lot. I mean, the amount of stuff that that goes into that it it is it is a lot, and it usually is the things that we're going to start seeing on a very consumer level in the next couple of years. Yeah, so I I would have to say that um, that would be artificial intelligence, and this is what I and robotics. So I'll give you. Do we? How much time do we have? Well, I mean, just start start rolling, and we'll stop you if we have to. All right. That's fair enough. So this is what I see. So the acceleration curve to new technology, new innovations, has just launched on a scale like you and I have never seen or the world has never seen. And the reason for it, one of the biggest barriers to innovation is money, Right. I mean, if, it, if you have an idea, let's say, J.J., you and I get together over a beer tonight, and we're like, that would be a great idea. And we, we put it down on a napkin, and tomorrow morning when we're thinking straight, we're like, oh, my goodness, it's a great idea, but it's going to cost $2 million to make this happen. And it just goes away, right, because we can't afford to do that. So because of artificial intelligence uh, and things like chat GPT, which is the, the – the craze right now, but there's 20 others very similar to that. I can go in, let's say, let's say our idea is to, um, and I, I'm just making this up kind of. So let's say that we come up with an app that we take a picture of ourselves every day or every week, once a week, and we compile this and a million other people also do the same thing. And then it starts to, ch- it starts to find biomarkers in our faces that might detect cancer early or early signs of diabetes or whatever, simply by taking a photo, right? Now, the ability to do that before would have been millions and millions and millions of dollars. I actually put that scenario into ChatGPT 15 minutes ago, 
because I was curious how this would go, thinking we'd go to this, right? And it said the challenges that you'd have with this, with the privacy and all this other stuff. And then I, I, I said, okay, I understand that. Can you write this app for me? And it started to punch out code. And I don't know if it works yet or not, but I've actually done this with other apps already and punched out the code that was pretty darn close. I give it to my developers and they tweak it and it's ready to go. Now, an app like I just described to you would have been many millions of dollars. But now because I just came up with this idea, now I can produce it for maybe five or $10,000. And now all of a sudden we have a cancer detection scenario that's based on taking photographs of your face over a period of time and keeping track of how you look. Now, isn't that amazing? What? I mean, this is the type of stuff they talked about in futuristic movies that we never thought would actually be. And we are living in yeah. that world now. We are starting to live in that world. And, you know, the, the marriage of AI and robotics is really coming to life. Uh, you're going to see robots now. I mean, not, not just autonomous snowblowers, and and lawn care type of things because those are low low barrier type of things you know low cost in, in this world but but uh, in, in comparison to a lot of other things but robots actual robots that we'll have in our houses that aren't just vacuuming our floors robots that are humanoid that will cook for you will do your clothes will dust your house will take your dog for a walk these are going to be things that are going to be in our houses potentially in the next year or two. And the artificial intelligence will like take your phone calls and screen them, take messages for you. If there's an emergency going on, we'll handle those. I mean, it's it's impressive where these where these uh, uh, robots are going to be in a very very short period of time. I I actually shook hands with a robotic arm, and uh, and it, it it actually senses touch. A person actually was wearing this prosthetic. Let's just get where it's at here. And uh, um, he's able to think, and it moves his. he can move his hands just like you and I move his, our hands. And he, he lost his arm just below the elbow, and he's wearing this. And he feels his daughter's hand when she grabs it. Wow. It's incredible. It's just incredible what's going on. Well, so I going mean, back to chat GPT, because we had a long conversation about it on air yesterday, too. If it can write the code to this, is it actually accurate? So I, I had it actually do a project that I'm working on for for code, and this this goes back a week and a half ago now. So, um, and it, it's an app that I'm that I'm working on developing. So I actually ask it the parameters, and and the thing about it, this Amy, is that it's about the ask. You know, if mm-hmm. you don't ask it right, you might not get the right information. So sometimes you, it, it is a how you word the ask, and I'm I'm learning that as we go along here. But uh, and and again, this is very beta, and 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 actually, ChatGPT, in my opinion, is is the uh, weakest link right now. There's stuff there's stuff that I've seen it at uh, um, at CES that is spades beyond ChatGPT. It's just unbelievable what's coming at us. But but you, so you give it the right ask and it, it will it will create that code. So what I did is is uh, I, I I ask it. It developed this code for me uh, on a Saturday. It took me about ten minutes to create this thing. I sent it to my developer on on Monday. I said, hey, I've been I, I worked over the weekend on on some thoughts I had. I didn't tell him what I did, 
and uh, he's reviewing it, and he calls me back an hour later, and, and his first thing is like, you wrote this? And I was, I was struggling inside, and I said, well, you know, I helped with it. And he goes, and and you did this over the weekend? And I didn't want to admit to him that it took me 10 minutes, right? But he's going through this thing, and he goes, you know, what, what you just gave me saved us $100,000. That's amazing. And I'm just like. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. He goes, and, and, and he goes, no, I mean, this, this, we, we need to do a couple tweaks to this, but this is what we were going to develop. This is incredible that you made this over the weekend. How did you do this? I mean, this guy was blown away that, that he was thinking I had the knowledge to do this. And right. I have some knowledge, but not at that level. Right. And uh, yeah, he just, he just was floored by this. And okay. then I had to admit to him what I did, and, and then, you know, of course, now they're utilizing the tool as well. Okay, so ChatGPT is just one of, I know, a lot of different places that'll do that, but it's the most known, and it garnered the most yeah. users and attention, I think, than any of the others. Are there others that you like better that are, like, this free AI writing service? So there, there are others, and kind of what's going on is you're just going to see uh, these others that are coming out have APIs. So what they do is they, they, their business model is to work with other businesses. You know, so for example, if if your um, WordPress, for example, you you they might actually include uh, an AI to the company that owns WordPress is automatic. So automatic might look at this and say, all right, we'll include our, your API into our offering. And then people could write blogs quicker, for example, or in the medical area, you know, you might have uh, John Hopkins or, or uh, um, mail, right. They will subscribe to the API so that they can uh, speed up their research on, on medical things, you know, DNA deep dives and things like this, that, that uh, just need to have, you know, that artificial intelligence that can re- just work 24-7 on problem solving and, and spit out things in, in 30 days that might take 10 years before or, or whatever. You know, these, this is what I think is going to go on. So there's AI that is much more intelligent than what ChatGPT is. But the thing is, is ChatGPT is, a, is machine learning. So six months from now, ChatGPT doesn't even look like what it looks like right now because it's learning as it goes. Yeah, see, this is the thing. We're getting close to getting to the Terminator now. That's my worry here, is that you yeah. know, we're going to get Cynodyne systems and we're going to end up having Skynet and it'll just be uh, it'll be a disaster. But I'm going to ride the wave onto it. By the way, Marlo, before we let you go, we got to talk. You guys were profiled by CBS and the CBS Sunday Morning Crew. Congratulations. The piece is amazing. Well, thank you, thank you for that. Yeah, I thought they did a they did a wonderful job and and uh, telling our origin story, which was wonderful. And uh, um, I think they did a nice job highlighting Mandan a little bit too. And and what I really liked about the piece, probably more than anything else, is that you know National Day calendar is a grassroots type of thing. It started because I started blogging about it, and it became popular because people started to follow it. It had nothing more to do about you know any advertising or anything. People just came to it. So it truly was a grassroots thing. And to have that grassroots story come from a, a small town of 20,000 people, 
I think even adds to the Americana story of it. So I, I just I was really pleased with it as well. Well, congratulations, and you can find that uh, at CBS.com. It's a great profile, and hey, great for North Dakotans too. You thank you for showing them that we've got some cool stuff going on up here. We got we got great stuff up here. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Milo. Yeah.